Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. I absolutely love Babbel because their courses help me learn real-life conversational skills. It's so easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, speak to the locals without having to consult language apps. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time offer for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, at babbel.com SPP. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com SPP. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com SPP. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, so all I was saying was, seriously, I all I want to do is go play Nintendo now. Uh, dude, tell me about it. I was serious about the Nintendo Wii Virtual Console thing. I've got 30 games on there that are 25 years old. Well, you remember in college we downloaded that emulator? Well, you somehow I hacked into something, I don't know. And you got it. And we went from playing, I'll never forget, Gran Turismo. I would play Gran Turismo for like three hours a day. Yeah. And then once we got the Nintendo emulator, I played for like, well, I don't know. It was a short period of time because I'm not going to sound like a huge nerd in college, but played a lot of Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you need to elaborate on the playing Gran Turismo 3, where that consisted of you putting a chair on the accelerate bu- accelerator button uh, so okay. that it would keep going around the track in a circle. Yeah, but that that's what my college education taught me, was the multitask. <laughs> and I had to go to class, and there was one level that was, seriously, it takes like six hours, you drive in a circle. It's, it's just a yeah, circle. Yeah, 500 laps. You had yeah. the fastest car possible, so no matter what, if you just kept crashing into the wall, you'd win. It kept bumping into the wall, but I, you know, I did it. But anyways, no, that dude was awesome. And like, I just, but I just think, I wanted to ask him about Zelda and... Just thinking back to it, I remember getting so immersed in it. Like so, like when you unlock something and it made that noise, you know, <laughs> yeah. you're like, oh my God, like yeah. what is going to happen? Well, he brought up Dragon Warrior. I didn't, I never played that. I've have Wait. tons of people that, that love that game, but I oh, never Oh, I was thinking it. Double Dragon, no, I think. Dragon Warrior was an RPG, so it came out like before Final Fantasy and it was purely like one of those japanese rpg games that people started geeking out about so zelda was really like the first rpg style game that i got into and i remember getting a subscription to nintendo power 
so that I could beat that game because they put, you know, tips and tricks and maps and all that kind of stuff in the I, magazine. I, I remember that. I remember that about Zelda. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but absolutely. I don't know. I, then I don't know Dragon Warrior. Yeah, Dragon Warrior was, I don't know. It's I never got into those Final Fantasy games, so I never really got into Dragon Warrior either. Well, but you played Final Fantasy, haven't you? No. No? Oh, no. I played a little bit. Pretty awesome. I put, well... But, I played Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation, and you had to, it literally would take an average gamer 100 hours to beat, and that would always frustrate the shit out of me. I don't know what it was, though. Like, I was trying to ask him, I don't know what it was about Nintendo that, and maybe it's just you're young and impressionable or whatever, but, I mean, it, it just played so much more of a role than any game. And we played a lot of games. I mean, we played plenty of games in college. We played Counter-Strike and and games that are like insanely complicated. What, what was that one where we all had headphones that talked to our teams and we were in different rooms? Uh, oh, uh, SOCOM. SOCOM. Yeah. Like that is literally almost being in a war, yet I'd rather sit down and play Bubble Bobble. I think goes, that's the goes, problem. Yeah. I think that's the problem, though, because these games that become so realistic because of what he mentioned with the graphics getting up to that point. Once you have super realistic graphics, you now have to make the game realistic. And uh -huh. some of that some of that is is boring. Like, you know, when you're walking through in, in SOCOM, you're running at real life speeds. You get shot. You die, you know, basically getting shot with two bullets. So it's it's all super realistic, which makes stuff really hard. And back then, you know, your Mega Man, you get shot 58 times, you don't die, and then you get a power up, and you're back to having full. Yes, life again. Mega Man. Like, yeah. listen to the games we are listing. Oh, they, gosh. I know. I wish we had some some more time because I wanted to list my top three, which would have been very similar to his. It would have been Super Mario Three, Legend of Zelda. And then Mega Man 2, because yeah. Mega Man 2 was by far the best Mega Man game. One of the best, well, obviously, if I'm yep. in the top three. I'm, tr I'm trying to think. Was Super Mario 3 the one where you have, like, the feather and the tail? And yes. you, like, skip? That, it's got that the Takeshi. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Mind the Takeshi Even Mario, when you would turn into the uh, little bear. And then yes. when you hold down, you turned into a stone idol uh, thing, and the guys could walk right by you. God, that was good. Yeah. Like baseball stars, for example. And I'm sure there are other games that have tried to do this, but they made it so realistic where you trade for players and you get Derek Jeter and blah, blah, blah. Baseball stars, you name the players. So you get to name your team Derek Jeter. He doesn't look like him. You just get to name him. And then you can power him up however you want. So yeah. now Derek Jeter isn't just a shortstop. He's seven feet tall and he hits bombs. You right. know what I mean? Like, that it just, uh. but you remember how easy it is. So you have two buttons. You have A and B. <laughs> you you want to throw to first. You push over in the button that throws. You want to yeah. throw to second, and it all corresponded. Now, when you play a baseball game, yes. there is so much stuff going on. You can tap trigger buttons to do pickoffs. Uh. You can hold down things to to throw different pitches and all this other stuff. So it's so complicated and so hard. You can control everybody. It's yeah, it's so frustrating. And that was yeah. the good thing about like baseball stars. It would run you pretty much under the ball on a pop fly. 
Well, it wouldn't run you. You have to run. And and it was they started the put it. Oh, this is good. They started the idea of getting under a shadow. You right. know how like yeah. So that's pretty hilarious. And then your swing, you couldn't change your swing. It was just, are you on time? And you could sometimes like back your batter up out of the out of the box, and that might hit it harder. And you could do pickoffs, but it's not upper left one quadrant five you just hit b and it it comes out of pitch mode and then you hit a1 and it picks off and like you can do all those things with two buttons and some talent you know what i mean right yeah it, it was just way more simplistic and i think that made it that made it more fun plus it didn't look real so you weren't really getting you didn't have to th- have all the complete realism that games now have like if i am playing a game now and i'm not able to slide i get mad but back then you know oh there's no button to slide fine it's gonna slide on its own i have something i have something for you i have something for you complete this statement okay okay up up down down left right left right depends b-a-b-a start for one player or b-a-b-a select start for two players so that's the Konami code, right? Worked with Contra, worked with um, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no, no. Oh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game? That one was Are you a kidding sick me? game. That was a sick that game. That game was great. But little did you know, probably especially you, did you know that they actually used the Konami code on Facebook? What? And other websites out there. So on Facebook, I don't remember what it did. I think it just showed like these different designs on Facebook and things went across the screen. But if you did it with your keyboard on different websites, different things happen. Konami, Konami code's been used in all kinds of stuff. I mean, that's, that's just fantastic. Yeah, it's awesome.